0: Here we are, the holidays in our rear view mirror. Lots of memories and times with family, but also lots of spending, the gifts, the travel, the unexpected expenses. We're all anxious about looking at the damage we've done to our budgets. Well, 2023 is here, and if your credit card debt has been adding up over these past few months, the Sharp team can help. They can show you how a cash-out refinance on your home can help you catch up on your bills, pay off any debt, and allow you to start the new year debt-free. How's that for quickly knocking out a resolution? And of course, if Santa forgot to make your wishes come true for a new home, they're ready to talk today about pre-approving you for a house in the Triad. Call the Sharp team now, 336-575-9448. This is the Triad Podcast Network.
1: This is Ben and Melissa with Top Tier Talks, episode number six. And today we have one of our members, Whitney Pressler, here today to talk to us about what fitness means to her and how it has played a role in her life and get to know her more than we do. So I'm excited.
2: Um, So yeah, the first question that we like to start off with, with pretty much everybody, um, is diving right in and what does fitness mean to you? And then we just kind of go from there and branch how that has changed from maybe early childhood all the way up to now.
3: Okay. All right. Um, So I have my, my big interest when I was younger was actually art. So I have a very, um, I don't know, this unusual combination of a love for art and a love for fitness. And I don't, I always felt like when I went to art school, like I was the jock and when I was on you know, whatever sport I was in, I was like the artsy one. So um, weird combination. But I um, grew up actually as dance with my big fitness passion. I played soccer a little bit, but I wasn't very good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I loved it, but I was not very fast and couldn't kick the ball very straight. So it was just a fun thing. But um, at one point, my uh, mom got tired of driving me around to different after school stuff, as I appreciate much more now and said, all right, you got to pick, you can either, um, you have to pick two between art and dance and soccer and you can't quit dance because she knew that was what I would quit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I kicked uh, soccer and continued to dance and, um, continued with my art studies, but I have two brothers, on either side, older and younger, and they both played football. So while I was dancing on my school dance team, I would also join them in the weight room. And I think that's where I started like really enjoying lifting weights. So that was my, my younger experience. And um, I don't know, I think I just always really loved, like from dance, just really loved movement and um, challenging myself and um, danced all the way into college. I kind of let that fall to the wayside when I was in my senior year doing my thesis and um and after that so I graduated college and then got out into work field and fitness really fell to the wayside um it just wasn't you know I was focused on trying to build a career and um just got a little bit out of shape And, um, what were you studying in school and were you
1: formally dance? Like what kind of dance were you doing?
3: I was on the dance team. (laughs) I did when I was younger, I did like ballet and jazz Mm -hmm. and point and all that stuff. So that's why I, um, am a little bit of a perfectionist when it comes to movement and like Mm -hmm. where my arms should be and where my legs should be and how my body should be because I'm used to that with, um, with dance. Mm -hmm. But, um. Yeah, I lost my train of thought there. I
1: just asked, like, what did you study in school? And oh, then yeah, I'm, so yeah, I what, studied and
3: illustration, um, and uh, was it was either fashion design or illustration. I decided to do illustration and was hoping to um, work on children's books, and that became um, painting murals. And so when I lived in – I graduated moved to Charlotte – Lived in Charlotte for about 12 years and painted murals and moved into doing high-end faux finishes for all of the giant houses that were on the lake and worked with a lot of the football players and athletes down there. So um, that all kind of, not kind of, but that ended when I went through my divorce and um, moved back up to Winston and moved back in with my parents, which was awesome. And um, I had to start everything over. And I remember sitting with my mom at the kitchen table, and she was like, "Well, if you could go back and do it all again, what would you what would you choose?" And I said, "I fitness." Mm-hmm. And I remember calling her, I think my junior year in school, and saying, "I want to change majors. I want to be. I want to go into sports medicine." And here, like I've had three years of college all focused on fine art and my biology classes were like biology of dinosaurs and geology and I took like everything that was interesting and fun and um not really wouldn't be a prerequisite for a yeah. sports medicine degree. So um, she said, no, we're paying for four years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. <laughs> so I did fitness on the side for a long time. I, when I graduated, focused a little bit more on building my career and um, and supporting myself and making money. And then on the side, I worked out on my own, whatever gym. Yeah. I, uh, when, like many women, when I started getting serious and with my – now ex-husband decided I wanted to really get in shape, so I hired a personal trainer um, and got in shape and loved it so much that I decided to become certified myself, and that's when I first got into CrossFit. Um, and from there, I've just I've I've done fitness on and off uh, professionally for since then. Um, when I moved back to back home to Winston. I decided to make that my career full-time so um, for me it is and I've I've heard many people say this here um, it's a mental health it's Mm a um, it's how I it's how I de-stress and it's how I take care of my body so it's just as important to me mentally as it is physically
2: pretty cool to listen to somebody that has like no background or no formal education in fitness like making that their career too because yeah. i mean, gonna have an international relations degree like that has nothing I mean, when you talk about like geology about uh, dinosaurs like i barely passed like biology 101 in college yeah. like it was yeah. like a yeah. struggle um so that's pretty cool for me to hear yeah. um i do have a follow-up question like for a, a father whose daughter is super into dance uh-huh. uh in case anybody has seen my daughter, it's pretty pretty evident. I think. Um, any thoughts or advice or things you potentially wish your parents would have said or they did say that was really cool that just like fostered that like creative environment, nature,
3: atmosphere. You know, I, no, I think kids love what they love, and I am a big proponent of whatever your child shows interest in like go down the rabbit hole with them and um, I I don't think this is this seems to bury you but um, practice over performance so in doing a sport or doing an activity dance for in this case for the sake of loving dance um, versus joining like a performance squad and and looking for perfection because there's you know, you get to a point where there's so much pressure that you lose a lot of the love for it. That's fair. But yeah, um, I mean but yeah and there are lots of different um, types of dance. So ballet, jazz, tap, contemporary, hip-hop, all of it. Yeah,
2: she told me a couple weeks ago that for her birthday, she wanted a ballet outfit.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And I was like, well, let's just, we can sign you up. No, 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 I just want the outfit. You can yeah. sign me up, but I don't <laughs> want to go to do anything. I just want the outfit. Um, I think I think Elena... Uh, Melissa's daughter uh-huh. gave her a ballet outfit one time and uh-huh. she's out with like three years ago right. and she still tries right. to wear it. Something like, sweetie, yeah. you don't fit into that. <laughs> you literally can't fit into this. Um, so,
3: so I think, yeah, I think that's, that's like a little bit of like the YouTube generation as they want that immediate. Like if I put on the outfit, then I will be discovered yeah. and, and I'll be a star <laughs> and I'll have lots of followers. Yeah. She's a little young for that, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so I would, uh, like I never did tap my mom. I think regrets that Uh, she said to me at one point I wish she had done tap you would have been really good at it but I I wasn't interested in it I love jazz and I love ballet and so there's something for her in that realm and just discover and try and and look for different outlets Mm -hmm. I think yeah that's my answer
1: this is I feel like I don't know a lot about your story so when you became a personal trainer what did what what did you start doing and did you have clients that was it part-time full-time I mean you said you were working on right right, other things too so
3: yeah so I'll backtrack a little bit I was when I was in Charlotte um there is a uh I guess franchise that's the word I'm looking for called fitness together I don't know if I don't think they have anything like that up here, but that's where I went and met my trainer who I worked with. Um, And it's a cool little concept. It's just, it's a small space divided into three or four rooms and the trainers come in and work with the client. And it's almost like if a massage studio was personal training, like they had their, their, their little space, but it's not a whole gym. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where I trained. And one of my trainers um, opened up his, Crossfit gym while I was there and um I couldn't follow him because he opened it up too far away from me but that that's where I found that love mm-hmm. and so I went and joined a different crossfit gym down there and they had a boot camp mm-hmm. so eventually after I'd been there a few months the one of the leaders asked if I wanted to help lead the boot camp and that's really how I got involved down there. So that was, uh, that was a wake up at five. This was before I had kids, um, wake up at five, go teach a boot camp class and then go do paint in somebody's house and then come back. And then I would go to the gym myself after work. Um, so that trans I'd had that experience of, they just went to one of the parks around Charlotte and they were like a group of 15 people would meet up at, at a park and, you know, Free spot for them. They had no overhead. Just grab a couple of things of like med balls, or mm-hmm. I remember doing overhead squats with a chair one day. <laughs> so we got creative. We played on the uh, playground equipment. Um, so when I moved back up here, um, that was the first thing that I did was I started a boot camp at Haynes Park. And so I had a couple of people. I don't even remember how I got these people. I did have a, I did. um, I was a trainer at the Jerry Long Y for a while, um, but I don't even remember how I made these connections. But a, a, enough people were like, "Yes, I'll go train with you," at 5 a.m. in the dark at Haynes Park um, for you know five dollars or whatever it was, and and I actually set up a gym in my mom's basement, and I had people come there and train. So that's how I that's how I started here, and just slowly built my network of people. <laughs> doing it from, doing it from the ground up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's how that, and I, um, meanwhile I was, uh, so I did that without, um, without having a personal training certification because I had gone to get my level one okay. CrossFit. So I had that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt confident like that was okay to go. Train people in the dark yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But then, meanwhile, I did my certification online. Okay.
2: So. Um, can we? Because yeah, I don't know the much of the difference between the two. Um, yeah. Can we talk? Call, yeah. Talk about your experiences from your level one. Yeah. To like getting your. Yeah. Certified. Um, personal training um
3: i am one of those people who loves to get certifications and things okay. so i have taught um i've taught lots of things so i've taught crossfit i've taught cycle i've taught bar i've taught yoga um i have taught um, so i worked at forsyth country club for a while and i have trained people in their 90s i did the kid fit like everybody um and i really like those challenges so the l1 and when I went through, it was a long time ago. It was actually the first round of it being accredited, I think is the right term. Okay. Um, it was before they had like a real formal L2, L3, all that stuff. What, what if you don't want me asking ask him what year? Uh, 1885, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm I'm trying to remember let's see so Quincy was born in 2012 that would have been probably two or three years before that maybe oh, wow. 2008 I mean Yeah. Yeah, okay, 2008, yeah. 2009. Yeah. yeah wow. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's a long time ago. Yeah, that's it was, before uh, I was
2: even doing CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. It was a long time ago. ago. so that's Um yeah, okay. so
3: that certification is is still one of my very favorites that I've done. Okay. Um just the, the movement paths and the way they break down the basics, uh, I learned the most by far. Um, when I went through the, I did AFAA personal training that was, um, a lot more like in theory, um, my, so there's a practical written test and then there is a, you have to, um, do a video test assessment where they say they give you a scenario and then you have to demonstrate how you would have a client do it. Um, in my scenario, and I'm so thankful that I, my boss at the time when I was at the country club, um, helped me with it. And she was like, okay, if they give you this scenario, here's what you say. And the scenario was um, a pregnant woman teach her how to do a lunch. And of course they give you like a, she's 35 and however many weeks long. Da, 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 da. The thing that they were looking there are two things they were looking for. One was that you told her to hold on to something for support because you know, pregnant women just fall over all the time. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was, um, the phrase was, uh, moving in a comfortable range of motion. So, so with that, there were like very, prat- very specific things they wanted you to say as far as actually working with people and training people. I uh, none of that was really i didn't take very much of it away at all it was all like everything that i learned in that in that l1 was was really nice um that and then i had then my bar certification was also really really amazing so those are the two things that two two ones which were interesting because when i um was in crossfit it it was like very much like the you're the only machine in the gym. Like, everything else is stupid. Like, I was in that, that mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking, like, bar, that's so dumb. Why would anybody do that? And then I... What happened is they built this new facility at the country club, and they had this beautiful yoga studio with a bar. And they... All right, who's going to teach this class? They were giving all the instructors a tour. None of us knew how to teach it. And I, and I just said, I'll, I'll, I'll teach it. I'll go get certified. Um, and that ended up being... I was their main bar instructor for the three years that I was there, um, and I loved it.
2: It's, it's interesting, I remember my, the guy who got me into CrossFit, um, he got into it before me, he was my roommate in college, and he had one of those t-shirts, like, we don't use machines, we are the machine, yeah. and now it's funny, like, you're seeing more and more machines being introduced yeah. into, I mean, whether it be the eco bike, the assault right. bike, the assault runner, the roller skier, biker, like they're yeah. being introduced because they are very beneficial machines. Right. Right, yeah. It
3: it's just humility, you know? Um, but it, and you know, in that setting, working, um, with the clients that I think the average age there is 60 or 70. So they're older folks, but you know, I had, I had folks who went through, um, big surgeries who came back and said, you know, I was able to recover and walk again much quicker because of the work that we did in this class. And that made me really, really proud. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, it should. Yeah, so right. The certification I did was very strongly based in Pilates. So I love that, okay. those similarities.
0: So recently, I'm recording our financial podcast and talking with Jennifer Johnson of Three Magnolia's Financial Advisors. And the phrase hits us, debt free in 2023 makes for a good headline, but we can all admit it's pretty aggressive. Even if that's unrealistic, you can still make this the year you get serious about your financial goals. Saving for retirement, saving for your child's college education, those might be realistic. Now, where do you go? You could do a web search and get 10 different answers, or you could go to a professional who knows your financial goals and concerns and treats you like a friend. We believe the best financial advice flows from a comprehensive plan with a local advisor committed to seeing you achieve your financial goals. If this sounds like it's for you, you can check out 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors right here in Winston-Salem. Their website is 3MagnoliasFinancialAdvisors.com. You can learn more there or you can give them a call 336-701-1600 and schedule a complimentary introductory meeting. Be comfortable with your financial future. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Retirement, financial planning, and investments. Securities offered through Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satera Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satera is under separate ownership from any other named entity.
1: Can you tell us a little bit about your business now? I yeah. mean,
3: what you've what you've built, and yeah. <laughs> it's always evolving. <laughs> um, so I just um, have started working in the corporate wellness space. We were talking about that a little bit. Um, I I came from teaching uh, doing a lunch and learn this uh, afternoon. I'm going back at seven, and then tomorrow I'll go back and do one more. So. Um, that's deep. I mean, it's not deep, but it is deep because it's so personal. Um, the pandemic was, a gift for me in a lot of ways. Um, I, um, so some of my path, my, when I was working at the country club, I like absolutely loved it. It was a beautiful facility. Um, but I had wanted to work in some of the online coaching space for a while. Um, because, being a single parent you're limited um, in a lot of ways so and I also knew that you know, working for $25 a class was not really going to support my financial needs so um, so I got to a point at the club and they changed management and, and made some other changes that I wasn't super excited about um, but I went to go I also realized that while I was working with the membership there and doing some one-on-one nutrition coaching with them, um, I was really limited to my exposure because Mm -hmm. it's a private club for this amount of people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, so I made the jump to a different um, gym that had much larger membership, specifically one, because I wanted to change, but um, a higher pay rate and a change and more exposure. Mm -hmm. So, um, that gem, upwards of nine hundred members when I left, and I left because the gem closed, like all the gems closed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that and that was um, I worked, I helped them um, for several months through the first part of the pandemic, and taught some classes over Zoom, and helped with like reaching out to membership. And it got to a point where actually it was. Um, school was quote unquote starting back up and they were getting ready to reopen the studio and I had no childcare. Mm -hmm. So I remember I was like, this feels like I have no choice here, but I can't send my son to school and then to my parents' house to help care for them. I'm lucky that they live here and they help. Well, I live where they live intentionally so they can help with him, Mm -hmm. but I'm lucky to have them. Um, but I didn't feel like I could put him at, at school and then bring him, you know, risk exposure there. So I, I, um, I said that I wouldn't, wouldn't be able to come back there. And that was a big choice. Uh, it was not, I was, it
1: wasn't,
3: it wasn't what I thought I wanted, but um, it gave me the push I needed. And I also realized that my initial plan, Had been to grow my exposure, to meet more more people, get more connections, and um, and I was at that point. So I already had my gym space when I bought my house. There's like a lower level, and I have a gym there with all the equipment that I need to train someone. Um, And I already had people coming to me. Um, so that opportunity was, was really, a okay, you've done this, you've put the work in to build up your connections and now you can either, well, there wasn't really an either. <laughs> now it's not, now it's time, now it's go time. So, um, so yeah, so, uh, and, and that was actually really, really not easy is not the right word, but, um, I, when I first opened that or open started my gym space, I was like, I don't know like who's going to want to come to my house to work out. That's kind of like, kind of weird, mm-hmm. but um, I have a really cool demographic of people who are not comfortable going to a traditional mm-hmm. gym. Mm-hmm. And in at that time it was people who the gyms were starting to open up, but they weren't ready to be around all those people. And now it is, um, it, a lot of my clients have uh, very specific needs. Um, like I, ha- I have a client who has Parkinson's and she needs flexibility. So some morning she calls me and she's like, I, c- I can't move. Can we work out, you know, can we train an hour later? And, and I can accommodate that. Um, I have a lot of clients with anxiety or just are really deconditioned and, and don't want to be in a gym so um, I forget what the question was but I'm just going <laughs> <You're> <laughs> just,
2: you're you're just story. Driving yeah
3: yeah. so that's what I do and then um, you know I think the next step for me is, is um, working more with this uh, corporate wellness contract that I have and building up my online coaching which I love doing um, and working with um, some like remote training programs so that's that's, that's what I do. That's what I love. And, you know, eventually I'll go back and paint some more. But <laughs> right now I just, um, I really enjoy helping people. That's very rewarding.
2: I'll try and keep this not necessarily vague because um, I don't want to. Somebody that used to be here and in a leadership role, mm-hmm. their wife worked out at the studio where you were an instructor. Oh, okay. And they were adamant that you needed to come here to be a trainer here. Like it was that, that, that person's wife uh-huh. wanted you like, thought like, Me? Would, yes.
3: Oh, <laughs> I know,
2: and, um, So it was kind of cool. Like, and I've never really mentioned that just cause I like, but I've enjoyed watching you oh, train. Wow. <laughs> like you had a very positive impact on this, yeah. this young lady or this woman. Oh. Um, and it's just Like you triggered that. Like I hadn't really, like, I remember when you first came to the gym, I thought yeah. that and I was just going to watch and observe. Um, but like when you, we, <laughs> when we talked. <laughs> well, I mean, well, it's just, uh, it, but it's, it's, it's a compliment and it's like, yeah. um, even though, like, you have a lot of knowledge. Like, I think i told, told Melissa that, like, you're yeah. one of the... And I don't say this in an arrogant way at all. Like, I, I've, I've studied yeah. human movement and not in theory. Like, what works in the real right. world. And, like, when you came up and talked to me about my knee and uh-huh. putting the band, uh, the towel behind it. Like, uh-huh. just, like, real world applications. Like, um, not only having knowledge, but then how to share that knowledge with somebody at their level. Mm. Like, um, I pride myself on my ability to talk to somebody at their level. And, mm-hmm. like, watching you interact with people. And, again, mm-hmm. I, like... It, it, I understand why that lady said what she Aww, said. Thank you. Um, it's and I me mean, again hearing your story more now, like it's yeah. just pretty cool. Like because um, you don't come from a background, so I don't want to say like I have a chip right. on my shoulder about it a little bit. Yeah. Like people, are like, oh, well, you don't know as much as I do. Like I have yeah. a, a you know, <laughs> kinesiology degree right. or whatever it is. Right. And it's like well, like yeah, you're, you're talking about theories here. Right. Like how does it, how do you or, and then how do you interact with somebody who? Okay, man, I don't I don't care if you have a PhD in sports right. medicine. Like how how can you help me? Right. Um, it's pretty cool. Like you're, you, 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 definitely do that in here and it's, it's, it's in very enjoyable for me having yeah. you like in, in my class or when you're not in my class and just watching how you interact with other people and then how you move and you're very aware of, I call it your, your kinesthetic awareness in space and time. Yeah. I mean, and I didn't know you did dance. So it's yeah. pretty cool. Like talking, that's, that's like learning that, that about people.
3: That's it. Um, so that, I think it goes back to when I was, I mean, I have lots of experience and I have made lots of mistakes And learn from those mistakes. So that's definitely like I, when I was a new trainer, I made this poor lady do bottom to bottom squats because I was determined I was going to teach her how to squat right in day one. And my head trainer called me the next day and she was like, um, so-and-so called in sick to work because her legs were so sore. And I think a lot of trainers would be like, yes, that's a victory. And I'm like, "Mm, mm, no, okay. That wasn't great. But there were two trainers that I worked with there and I'm still, I keep in touch with them. Um, One was the one who opened the CrossFit gym and he just like pummeled you every time you came into a workout. I mean, a great guy, absolutely like fantastic personality and wonderful, wonderful friend. But you woke up and you're like, Oh, I gotta go do that workout. It was, that was, that was Haywicks. My other trainer, also a phenomenal trainer, like, not to downplay the workout, but she was and is just a super positive person and you really look forward to working out with her. And when you left your workout, you just felt good about yourself. So I've always tried to take like a little bit of Josh and a little bit of Laura and mix it together because I think those two attributes are really important to get like that practical, like awesome workout. But then to leave the workout just feeling good.
0: Timing is everything in life. And I'm certainly hoping that my timing is right to deliver this message to you from the Ginther Group, a triad real estate team with a vast local knowledge. What's the question you often ask yourself when it comes to buying or selling a home? Is this the right time? Buyer's market, seller's market, low interest rates, high interest rates, doesn't matter. The answer can always be yes. You just have to strategize appropriately. And we provided many of those guides in our podcast with Blake Ginther and his team right here on this same feed. But here's a new one offered by the Ginther Group. Let's say you want to sell, but your home condition isn't ideal for a competitive marketplace. They've got a program that can help called Renovate Now, Pay Later. That's right. If your home is a little rough around the edges, you can make the improvements now and pay at closing when you sell. Contact the Ginther Group at 336-283-8689 or visit theginthergroup.com to learn more and see if it's an option for you. You can also talk to them about other helpful resources like their first-time homebuyer seminar or a real estate wealth management consultation. Whatever you need, contact them today and like me, you can become a Ginther Group client for life.
1: Um, What made you seek out top tier for somebody who has
3: a home gym (laughs) and a lot of experience. Yeah. Yes. So we were, you- we were talking about this. Um, I needed a place to work, work out and, um, yeah, I'm home by myself with my son all day long. And, um, I like everybody got a Peloton treadmill. <laughs> so I've got that at home. Um, and I just really, really wanted to be around people so, and I wanted to be around people who I'm, I'm very careful about who I surround myself with and what kind of energy I let into my life. Um, and I'm very picky about how I work out. (laughs) So, um, there were, and also, okay. And being, again, being a single parent, my options are a little bit limited to where I can go train. Um, Quincy's he'll be 11 next month and he is old enough to be home by himself for a while. Um, you know, I can leave him home occasionally when I go work out, but he's not, so he's, um, I think we've talked about it. He's on the autism spectrum. So, um, his choices are not always the best choices. Um, so while he can be home sometimes, um, I knew that I didn't want to rely on, um, on that consistency. So, um, I needed a place that i could work out where i could bring him and not feel bad about bringing him um so that's been that's been really amazing to be able to let him run around upstairs and there are other kids here and it's not like i'm not the only one dragging my kid into to a workout
2: uh, yeah. um so and, and I, this is on topic but like there's okay. a stigma i'll use the word, I it could be the wrong word um, but like, oh it's a professional gym because we do pride ourselves on our professionalism mm-hmm. here oh kids shouldn't be in the gym yeah and i like i i will disagree there like there's uh, like i think kids should be in the gym that yeah. needs to be safe yes. um but kids should be able to be in the gym like I, again as a single parent like my daughter has to be here sometimes right. i mean luckily today she has child care and she loves going to see miss yeah. Jessie. but like um that's <coughs> interesting like Again, kids shouldn't necessarily be running around downstairs while you're dropping barbells or something, something like that. But, like, having that space that we do have up here, yeah. like, for the kids to interact is something that's very important. I know to me and Melissa, like, with her three kids, like, so it's cool to hear somebody else that's in, the, in a professional, right. like, environment of fitness, like, back that. Because I know, yeah. like, some things.
3: Well, and it's a challenge for parents. Um, and it's specifically that burden falls to women most of the time. And it's something that I, I allow my clients to do. If they need to bring their kid in, they can bring their kid. And if sometimes I end up with dogs in my studio, and that's cool too. Like, bring, a, bring me a puppy any day. <laughs> but um, I think that speaks to the culture that you have built here, um, that people bring their kids and pop them in a corner. And, and it's very welcome. It's not just accepted, it's welcome. And that's a great... I think that there's nothing better than seeing, than as a child, seeing your parent take care of themselves and prioritizing themselves. Yeah,
2: they get to see that, and they get to see other people. Yeah. And again, you talk about the culture we've tried to create here, and the and that really starts with the community. Like culture um, is what we work for, but we do that through working with the community. Like we're, I don't say we're picky about who comes here, but like. It's not for, it's, I mean, again, not that we're not for people, but it's not for everyone. Yeah. Like, there are people that, oh, I don't want to see a kid there when I'm working out. Yeah. Like, okay, then it's,
3: well, that's
2: not like, right. my, my, my kid's going to be here. I'm sorry. There, like There are uh,
3: 30 other gyms that they can go yeah. to here.
2: So it's just, it's just it's cool to, like, hear for me, like, as I reflect. Because it's not something I think about now. Like, I did think about when I first bought the right. gym. Like, oh, my kid's always going to be here. What are people going to think? Um,
3: but it's, it's part of being human.
2: Well, it's part of being the whole person too. You yeah. talk about like health and wellness as yeah. a continuum, not just the hour that you're here. And I think it's I think it's really it's for me it's really important for my daughter to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, I have a lot of issues with society, but like mm-hmm. I want her to be comfortable in her own skin, mm-hmm. um, whatever that means for her. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's cool. For me, it's cool seeing kids here, and then they get they get to learn social interactions here because mm-hmm. there's a wide variety yeah. of kids here. Cal mm-hmm. um, I- likes playing with Quincy. Mm-hmm. She likes playing. <laughs>
3: yeah, she's a sweet girl. <laughs> Jeez.
2: She's, she's
3: wild. <laughs> Well, she's, she's wild. Quincy's wild, too. So they'll, they can hang out together anytime. Um, I do think that that's an important part of, uh, yeah, w- women being able to prioritize their health. It doesn't happen enough. And a lot of women I know, like think like they're sacrificing themselves or they think they're putting their family first by not taking care of themselves Mm -hmm. and it's it's really quite I think backwards that if you're not taking care of yourself you're you're missing an opportunity to teach your family that's that important so and you do that for your daughters really well Mm -hmm. I love that I love seeing them Work, come in and work out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's cool to watch them start take cla- taking classes. Yeah. Um, what mm-hmm. would you say with a Quincy as a mom and fitness? Like how do you
3: incorporate your love of
1: fitness into yeah. y'all's life?
3: <laughs> <laughs> so that is funny because he is going back to the dance and how do I encourage that? Um, Quincy is not athletic. Mm-hmm. He, we have tried all the sports, Um, And I think some of this goes back to his um, unique brain chemistry and the way he, the way he works. But um, when he, so this is how I've kind of grown and and evolved when he was younger and I was very much into CrossFit and paleo. And it was all about like the paleo toddler food and I'm going to have a paleo baby and we're going to buy the, the like the play barbell and you're going to be like a little mini me. So that's a very narcissistic viewpoint, right. To make your child uh, interested into everything that you're interested in. So I've just, I've let him, um, be exposed to it, um, in a different way. So he has one of his, um, he has sensory processing disorder. So proprioception is, um, his, I don't know the right word, but, uh, when we worked with a physical therapist or occupational therapist, and she prescribed jumping on a trampoline and pushing and pulling heavy things. I'm like, I got that. (laughs) So in my little gym space down here, downstairs, I have Bosu trainers that he jumps on. He uses everything exactly how it should not be used. (laughs) Um, I have, um, a pull up bar outside that I have, you know, the big bands on. So he will loop, one leg through each band and jump up and down. Um, And let's see what else he uses my PVC pipes as stilts. Um, So for him uh, it's much more of uh, having not necessarily equipment because at one point I did think we would go downstairs and train and work on some of those needs, but it really is just, Showing him that I'm going to carve time out for myself and work out and take care of myself. Fitness is important. Um, the food we put in our body is important. But um, you know, I I make healthy food accessible for him, to him, and I have a candy bowl, and we and he eats McDonald's as much as any other kid, probably more. Mm-hmm. Um, but having that as an integral part of his life is important. But as far as athletics, he he's he's not. He does horseback riding. So that's his thing.
2: Yeah. I, got, I got a friend from the military who we, we talk about, like, a lot of mental health stuff. Yeah. Like, and he, 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 I mean, he straight up told me his horse has saved his life. Yes. So it's pretty cool. Like, like yeah. what he says, they 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 are more intuitive than dogs. Yeah. And my German Shepherd is super, like, I yeah. see her. Like, she knows when I'm in a bad mood, when I walk through the door. Yes. So I can only imagine, like, so that's pretty cool, yeah. like, the connection that, yeah. that kids can have with mm-hmm. animals um, and the mutual relationship that can create is, um, yeah.
3: That's exactly why we, we got into horseback riding, because his instructor one is amazing, and um, it teaches a lot of body awareness mm-hmm. as far as, like, if you're squeezing your legs, if you're pushing your heels down, which way you're leaning, you, micro-movements affect and direct the horse. You know, you're in charge of a 400, 500 yeah, A very big and, animal. A very big animal. Um, and he also has anxiety, so the horses can since that. And, um, the other thing that, that I have learned is, um, just being around animals is really good for his development and his brain. Mm -hmm. And so we have lots of animals. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So anytime I can get around an animal, it's a, it's a good thing, I think. So
1: you just talked about before this, that your lunch and learn was about new year's goals and resolution stuff. What would you say for 2023 for yourself? I'm like <laughs> as as Whitney, um, uh, what are you hoping for for this year? What are you working towards yeah.
3: um, i haven 't actually sat down and mapped that out for myself. Um, that is which is ironic because um, <laughs> I just talked for two hours about it. Um, I definitely have like some financial goals as far as building my business and and getting it to a place where I'm a little bit more financially stable. Um, when I split with Max, I started over 100%. Like I had $200 in my bank account and a college degree and a lot of support from my family. Um, so changing careers, starting over, um, I, I I'm, can be really hard on myself and I think that's important for me to keep that in mind of like, this is where you were right. and here's where you are now. Yeah. So, um, but I'd like to be a little bit more Stable, where I can take vacations and do some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to be more consistently here. Mm-hmm. I love your consistency club, and I am failing miserably right now. <laughs> but I was a, yeah opportunity every yeah. month. I know, to... I know. yeah. Um, it's it, Quincy had strapped last week, so we we're like just getting back into a normal routine. But I'd love to be here three or four times a week. That would be great. So I don't really have specific, um, you know, like do a pull up or, uh, like movement plans. I just, I just want to feel, uh, a little bit more like my old self, which is, you know, I think before everything closed down, um, I felt really good about myself and really confident. And then it just, just the weight of taking care of a child through the pandemic really just, hurt me so yeah so that's my goal
2: <laughs> any thoughts that you would like to conclude with
3: mm, no I'm just thankful I'm thankful for you guys I'm thankful to have this community something I've, I've looked for for a long time is to have um, a space like this where the community is just really I don't know the right word for it exceptional is a good word that's a good word um but not so hard on themselves. Mm. <laughs> That's, I like that. I mean, there there are a lot of people who work hard and work on being exceptional and they want everybody to know it. Um, I think there's a lot of humility here, which is great. So keep doing what you're doing.
2: Well, we're grateful for
1: you and your membership. And if anybody wants to find you, how would they find you online
3: for... Anywhere? Oh, uh, my website is elevatestrong.com. Okay. And I'm on Facebook. So, yeah. Whitney Preston. Whitney Preston.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whitney, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, today.
1: absolutely. Thank you.